Welcome to No Stone Unturned with Frank and your boy Cynic. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, mother lovers? Welcome to episode three of No Stone Unturned with Frank. Welcome, peeps. And of course, that boy Cynic, aka Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> We're glad you guys are joining us. We're definitely uh, excited for this. At least I am. I can't speak for Cynic, uh, but I'm excited on, about man. this episode. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know where you're at with things. I'm it's just... too early. Don't start with this shit, man. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to get in, getting into it. It should be good, man. It should be good. Before we get into that, um, definitely want to keep the uh, tradition going. This episode's fun fact is... Space smells like seared steak. And it states, when you see footage of astronauts floating peacefully in space, do you ever wonder, what does space smell like? Well, according to some former astronauts, space does have a distinct odor that hangs around post-spacewalk. They've described it as a hot meal or searing steak. So, if you ever wondered what space smelled like next time you cook a steak, there you go, you're in outer space, baby. Hold on, hold on, hold hey, on. I'm already confused. I just keep an interesting how, cynic. That's all. How I does do. space have a smell? <laughs> they so when they come back in from their spacewalk, the smell inside lingers. their ship exactly. So obviously they can't take off their helmet for obvious reasons while they're out for there, a sniff. right? Yeah, they can't do that. So they're saying that once they come back in from a spacewalk, um, whatever that's lingering before everything is air pressurized and everything is closed, that smell that's lingering is of a hot meal. And if they were to pinpoint it, it would smell like a seared steak. So yeah, man. Wow. Keeping it interesting. I had to come back good, you know, after the Pringles one. I had to come back hard, baby. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, I'm totally shocked by that one. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So what are we talking so, about today? Yeah, man. We're talking a little bit... Um, a little uh, Netflix show here. Um, some of you might know it by the name of Tiger King. Um, I know it's a craze right now. Um, it's, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, guys. I've watched it twice. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's entertainment. It's uh, captivating. And um, it's going to bring up some so, for some good stories. So that's going to be the, the, the meat and potatoes of today. And then we'll We'll talk a little about a little bit about you know animals in captivity, and we'll get the take on on how we feel about that. Um, how are you feeling about this episode, man? Honestly, before we get into it, what are you thinking, Cynic? So, first of all, I remember this this dude Joe Exotic. Um, he, I remember when he was in the news for, I, I believe when I saw it, he was running for president. I think that's why I saw him, uh, why he popped up. But when I watched you actually this, remembered watch, seeing that while it was happening live? Yeah, like yeah like, I, I remember seeing an article, a news article about this crazy dude named Joe Exotic who was running for president. And it might even be that I someone sent me like a clip of his of one of his ad campaigns or something. I mean, I wasn't following it like like, uh, you know, like I've been following the, the candidates with this presidential race, but. I definitely uh, heard about him at that time, but that was all I heard about. I didn't really dig into it. I didn't know about the, the private uh, zoo or whatever. So now when I watch the 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 series, the docu series, I kind of like I kind of 
swung back and forth between feeling pity for him and yeah i don't know maybe i didn't swing but i just feel bad for him i think more than anything Where i think does he's, the pity come from well because i like when you look at when you watch the documentary and you see him and you hear a little bit about his story growing up because they go into that in the beginning um typical i think for people who have such like who live kind of rough like 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 him and his crew did um he had like a hard upbringing and and he he tried to commit suicide because he he had, he didn't know how to deal with his homosexuality and all that stuff yeah and basically i think whatever scarred him from from that kind of either stayed with him or maybe caused him to become somehow like a little bit or maybe a lot eccentric or whatever the way he became and so between him and the people he surrounded himself with these were this was like clearly these were people who um yeah i don't know how else to put it other than i just felt bad for them you know the decisions they were making the way they were a lot of his employees like were coming from rough lives you know living on the streets homeless you know drug addicts just got out of prison whatever the case was and so that was like the main undertone that I had. Yeah. And everything that he did or allegedly did all kind of, I looked, I saw it all through like that filter. And so even though I saw and I thought, yeah, that was stupid or that was whatever. I just had this constant feeling of kind of feeling bad for him. And unlike what is her name? Carol, Carol, whatever her name is. Carol Baskins. I hate her guts. (laughs) I hate that woman. I hear you. I mean, I the the pity thing for me, I get because I I feel bad for all of them. But I mean, you know, they were making a lot of money, man. <laughs> you know, um, there is a saying that says "more money, more problems," right? So it's not like they were poor going through these struggles. I guess is what I'm saying. You know, they at least he did. His people weren't making money, but the main guys, you know, Joe exotic doc anvil um e carol and even the guy from miami mario this he touched on a bit of course <laughs> miami would be in the documentary somehow we always yeah, have our sticky hands uh, in there somehow but <sighs> starting at the beginning like as you said and in, in the you know you, you did touch on it he tried to, to commit suicide so you know that there's a darkness there and that you i do empathize with that you know again i i do feel for him in that sense but man, a lot of his shit was self-inflicted. He just he he became obsessed with Carol, you know, and that became <laughs> his driving force after a while, where he forgot why he got into that. And having that, again, that's you know having the backyard zoo to be specific. Again, there's a lot of things that go into that, right? Where you can decide how you feel about that, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. Some people are raised a certain way, right? And that's all they know. So it doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad. They're just, you know, it's a different life for them. So for him, exotic animals were never anything, you know, weird or strange. You know, it's not like for me, if I see a tiger, if if I have the opportunity to have a tiger that close to me, it's, you know, I know that's going to be impactful. For him, it was every day. So he definitely had a different life, you know, but I do think that he made certain decisions 
that really, you know, if you think about it, he's not in jail because, spoiler alert, um, if you haven't seen it, maybe you want to turn it down for the next 10 seconds, but he's not incarcerated because of his animals. He's incarcerated because, obviously, the hit on Carol, you know, and whether you believe that was a setup or not, uh, that's that's up to you. But, you know, his passion isn't what landed him there. His obsession with this lady. And again, this lady is not we're going to get into Carol. You know, this this woman is not a saint by any stretch, you know, but she was smart enough <laughs> and she had the funding because money is power. Right. And that was because she killed her husband. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But not only that, if, if she has a huge following online as well. So not only does she get, you know, compensated or inheritance from her husband passing, um, she also had a, you know, a really, a really uh, big following on social media, which for me, it's crazy because I don't think that these people really knew the details of what's going on, but I'm sure some of them did. And they still, you know, kind of side with her. So it's crazy. But going back real quick, Cynic and, and Joe and, and his beginning, you know, I, I definitely did feel for him, um, you know, when he tried to take his life. Because, again, you know, there's a certain pain and darkness there that that person is struggling with. Um, and I, I'm sure it took a lot for him to break out of his shell. Um, I'm assuming he was more reserved um, before he came out. I remember in the documentary when he told his father that he was gay. His father, I believe, shook his hand in front of his mother and made Joe promise that he wouldn't come to his own father's funeral. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. so you think about stuff like that. I'm sure that couldn't be easy on him. I'm sure that that definitely, you know, played a toll on the the person that that is created out of that. Right. The, the mold that comes out of that. But man, did he break out? I mean, <laughs> Um, yeah, you can tell there, there was a point in time where he said, fuck it. Right. And, and that's where kind of that character came into play. So to me, he was just a really, uh, a mix of like a really eccentric person, someone who had a really like flamboyant personality. I think the big difference between him and someone like I can't think of the name, but think of those those dudes who were um, what were they? Were they twins or something? There was these there were these dudes. They were also known for like working with tigers. I think one of them even died because he got attacked by them. Yes. I have to look it up. I don't know their name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so, so I mean, those people that they're, they're just really that's just their 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 character, right? They're really flamboyant and they're really uh try like have try to be bigger than life or whatever they're entertainers mm -hmm. the big difference with joe exotic was that he was just like white trash entertainer right he, <laughs> he didn't hit the big time like them he made a lot of money you know uh yeah but you know he, he never really hit prime time like they did he didn't have his own you know like beautiful traveling circus or whatever and so, and and that's how it was with the people that surrounded him as well. They were all kind of just, you know, white misfits. trash misfits. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just, I, I I completely agree that he was an idiot, or he is an idiot. It's not like he's he's dead yet. He's an idiot, and his obsession, which also I understand. Not saying that I would do the same. I hope I wouldn't. But I could totally see how he could go down that rabbit hole because 
you have to remember when he was um there was a there was a point where he was on the road where he was taking animals on the road so i should correct that um yeah in an 18 wheeler she, about 19 yeah <laughs> she she was sabotaging him every step of the way yep mm -hmm. so if this is your livelihood and you know this is how you you know make your living this is how you pay your employees and you have someone who's constantly on your heels sabotaging everything you're trying to do uh i could kind of like one i wonder myself why he didn't plan to get rid of her sooner <laughs> i'm not saying i'm endorsing that kind of behavior condoning that kind of behavior but oh it's funny i saw on um, social media that they call him joe dirt have you ever seen that movie joe dirt yeah i did see that movie <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking perfect um but you're absolutely right man they did do the the traveling <laughs> They do the traveling circus thing before that, though. I think what really started everything was that there was an article written in the paper. And it was about a sideshow backyard zoo and why you shouldn't support the zoo and so far and, and so on and so forth. Um, Joe picks up the paper. He reads that that sideshow zoo is, is him. And it's that that article was written by Carol or endorsed by Carol. And that's where mm -hmm. this obsession began. Um, and then you're right. They went on the road. They had this big-ass 18-wheeler, 19 people in the actual front cabin because the trailer itself was for the animals. Um, mm -hmm. And they would just go to different malls. And they would they would hit, man. I mean, um, one of his, his ex-husbands was going over figures, and he was like, man, there's times that we'll make $10,000 in a day. There's times that we would make, you know, up to 40000 Like 40000 yeah. Yeah, and that's how they really, you know, would stock up for the winter as far as funding goes, right? And that, that would get them through those slower months because when they were touring, visiting all those different malls, they had a great source of income because, you know, people really do like to pet baby tigers, you know? And then Carol got on their trail. So I guess he started, you know, bickering because of the article. He went off on tour. Carol said, all right, I got you, homie. And then they actually um, hired somebody to follow them and um, kind of learn you know, where their next stop was and Carol and her team would go and uh, get in contact with the malls. Uh, supporters of Carol will go and send emails and uh, call and leave messages to the malls saying that they can't, you know, support things like this, so on and so forth. And eventually the mall started backing out. Um, I think one of them showed that there was, I don't know if it was hundreds, hundreds or thousands of emails within a certain span. And, you know, they were just bum rushing the malls, you know, so the malls, didn't want to deal with it and they stopped contracting joe and that killed that killed his you know his little honey pot because again that's how they were really staying afloat and mm -hmm. in, in the slower months so again she's definitely not um an angel here but i think that's a great segue setting to get into carol a bit and uh, really see kind of <laughs> peek behind the curtain if you will and see what this crazy bitch is about um so as you um mentioned earlier she was married and her husband did pass away now what was being said about carol is i mean she has she has her quote-unquote sanctuary okay <laughs> the only difference in my opinion between what she has and what uh joe dirt not joe exotic has <laughs> is that one is called the sanctuary and the other one is called the gw zoo which is joe exotics uh place but you know, it's another conversation for a little later. 
Yeah, basically she has this sanctuary, what she calls a sanctuary, where she keeps also a bunch of cats. Yeah. And she uses that as some yeah, with good marketing, she she makes it sound like what she's doing is protecting these animals from people like Joe Exotic and all the other ones. Mm-hmm. But in reality, she's not doing much anything much different. Like she has all of these big cats there. She has a staff that she doesn't even pay. <laughs> yeah. So there you go with that one. She doesn't even pay them because they all I love do it, it voluntarily because they, they, they want to do it. And I mean that sarcastically, by the way, not to, <laughs> I don't love it, but yeah, I, love it. I know, I know, I know. So there's, there's that. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. She, she's another weirdo to be totally honest. She's another she's weirdo. She's a nut, man. She's a nut. You're completely right, Cynic. She does have her quote unquote sanctuary. She does have her um, t-shirt system and she doesn't pay her employees. Um, Going back to before she had the sanctuary, um, she was married, her and the, her new husband, which her husband at the time was married with another family, another woman, right? So Carrie was the, Carol was the new young blonde girl that comes into this man's life. Her late husband goes ahead and leaves his current wife to get with Carol, right? And I believe that when they got together, he was 22 years older than her. So you can have an idea of the age difference there and kind of the home wrecker um, vibe, I guess, or stigma that, that she had. Um, so then they get together and, you know, I, I don't know if she was aware of this or not. Well, let me let me go back a bit. Kind of <laughs> creepy how, how it happened. So she gets into a fight. She was married at the time as well. She gets into a fight with her husband on the, at the time. And so she goes walking. So her late husband, which of course at this time they don't know each other, is driving and sees her walking by herself, offers her a ride. She turns him down the first time. He makes another circle, comes back, offers the second time. She um, uh, turns him down again, comes back around for the third time. This time he has a gun on the seat and he tells her, you can keep this pointed at me. You know, while you get in the truck, I guess letting her know that she's going to be safe. You're going to have the gun, not me. So you have nothing to worry about. Right. I just want somebody to talk to. Red flag. So this crazy bitch. I mean, come on. Somebody else. Just just the fact that they have a gun would be like, yo, what's going on? Like, you know, this bitch gets in the truck. That's the start of a healthy relationship right there. Right. And then holds the gun on him (laughs) while he's talking. But let's fast forward to the end of the night. They just kind of glossed over this cynic. But she was like, so I held the gun on him and then I spent the night with him. And then I was like, hold up. How we just, so you, mm-hmm. he smashed the first night? Come on, Carol. <laughs> You're a little housekey. You're a little housekey, Carol. Come on, dog. How you go from not, you know, giving this guy the time of day because he's a weirdo that's trying to pick you up while you're walking, you know, aimlessly cooling off or whatever to, uh, I'm going to hold the gun on this guy and then I'm going to give him some pussy at the end of the night. <laughs> I don't know, man. But um, besides that being weird, you fast forward to to now them being married. They get into the, I guess, protecting cat business together, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I think ultimately he wanted to go down to Costa Rica and do his own thing. She wanted to stay. They start fighting. All of a sudden, 
Buddy ends up missing. And a lot of theories are out there where, and it does make you think, um, that the reason that this guy is not around anymore is because Carol fed him to her tigers. Yeah, because this dude was rich, first of all. He was rich. Yes. And he liked all of the exotic animals, but he liked them for different reasons. He liked having them, owning them, whatever. And she liked them or whatever to more from like a conservationist point of view to protect them, whatever. So I guess for a while their interests overlapped and it was fine. But when he uh, decided that he wanted to move the operation to Costa Rica, she didn't want to move to Costa Rica. Add on top of that, the fact that he was apparently a womanizer. So he had like a girlfriend in Costa Rica and mm -hmm. always had always had girlfriends, according to his friends that they interviewed. So it seems that she put two and two together and said, well, I can just uh, get rid of this dude and solve the problem of having him around and, you know, him taking you know, all this that I that I love to go to Rica and get all his money to boot. And so to be clear, she's never been charged with it. This is like in the show, this is the one of like a theory that they put forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good uh, point. I think. Yeah, I think I think I can say pretty, pretty confidently that she killed him. But in the show, <laughs> they don't say that. So <laughs> his body was never found. So officially he he was uh he was dis he disappeared. He was a missing person and uh, after being missing for 5 years then legally she could apply for a death certificate which in the show they say she did on on the first like, day the day after, after the, the fifth year. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. So come on. I mean you know this woman disgusts me. It's crazy, man. They talk about the acid in the tiger's stomach and they even mentioned that there would be nothing left like they can dissolve they can consume bone and like totally digest it you know so then i remember they're asking somebody on the documentary what they thought about the topic as far as you know do you think carol did that or not and people were like no i don't think she did it because there would be some trace there would be some bone some blood or whatever and I don't know if there would have been. You know what I mean? I don't know if there would have been. Nah, not likely. I mean, what were they going to find? And those are a lot of tigers, man. What are, You know, you, you don't feed them for a couple of days, make sure they're nice and hungry. You know what I mean? You got to think about it. And then you throw in, you know, you saw, I mean, there was parts where, in, at least in Joe's, when they showed Joe's zoo, um, that he would get the uh, the cows that would die um, you know, on the pastures or whatever for disease, they would go ahead and donate to him or he would get the Walmart meat truck or whatever and of expired food. But when the cows would die, they would chop off legs and just feed it to the tigers. And I don't know if they didn't show it with the, maybe there were, you know, fragments of bone left over. They only show them eating the meat, but I never saw any scraps lying around and they're giving these guys like a whole leg of a cow, hmm. you know? So to think that, what would they do to a body? Like, I, I think those tigers would have taken care of that real quick. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could argue that a skull might be left or I don't know. I don't know how tigers actually, how much they will consume 
Actually, I'm not sure how long, how much time passed between when he was killed. I'm just going to keep saying it because it's what happened. <laughs> and when the police ended up on her property to search it. I'm not sure how much time it was. I know if I remember correctly, they said it was like two days or like in the end of the first day where she actually reported it. So I only bring that up because I'm not sure how much time the tigers, lions, whatever would have had to like actually consume everything that would have been left. Hmm. So makes sense, man. Um, I don't know. Maybe she took his head off and, you know, took it down to the keys or something. Yeah, that's also a possibility. And that is, is, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm trying to find a way to make her guilty, which wouldn't be right. But I just, <laughs> I just feel like she's shady, man. It does bring me to my next point. Our good friend, Joe Exotic. Um, he made music, ladies and gentlemen. He had two albums, <laughs> 28 songs on each disc, 15 have music videos to him and he has a song called here kitty kitty where uh <laughs> where he has a, a person imp impersonating carol in the actual music video feeding <laughs> pieces of meat just which like is supposed carol. <laughs> she looks just like carol i mean that was awesome He's, she's feeding pieces of meat to this tiger which is obviously it's obviously red meat, right? But it's supposed to be your husband. And uh, the song is called Here Kitty Kitty. And it, it is a, it's a hoot, ladies and gents. Oh, man, this guy is, he's too much. He's too much, um, man. He is. What, what, what's <laughs> your opinion about his music? I actually think the guy can sing pretty good. Yeah. I'd... He has a great voice. Man, some of his stuff, if it wasn't so left field and he so wasn't so wacky, I'd be like, man, I could Sunday morning make some coffee. I'll put it on for a bit. But then, you know, you find out the guy's a nut and you're like, man, I don't know. But, I, yeah, I actually think, you know, he, he actually can sing pretty good, you know. And um, I think it's hilarious that he's like, I have two albums. This is I Saw Tiger. <laughs> and uh, that's the name of the first one and i forget the second one and he's like there's 28 uh, 28 songs on each album 15 videos 28 songs but yeah man he's he yeah this guy he's he's at it but i i, I think he can sing i mean he can hold the note yeah i feel the same and whenever i heard one of his songs i was always thinking damn this this feels kind of weird because i kind of like his music <laughs> <laughs> But I was curious what you were going to say. I thought maybe I'm going to have to drop that on you like a bomb. Uh, I'm a fan. Uh, <laughs> nah, man, I actually like this music. Um, I think he was he was talented. He did a lot of things. He did the Zoom. He did the music. And then he had that one little time that he ran for the president of the United States, which was hilarious. I think, man, he was... I, he had a certain, you know, he has a certain charisma, right? A certain drive, regardless of what you think of him. And he was a homosexual, not that that matters, but, um, you know, he has he has something in it, right? That you can, like, if he would have focused on the GW Zoo, um, maybe, you know, making some changes, not being obsessed over Carol, I think he would have done good enough. But I just think ultimately he, he chased too many rabbits, you know, doing the music thing, doing the zoo thing, and then he wanted to go for president. 
And it's funny because they asked locals. I remember they asked the sheriff in the documentary, what, what, what did people think about Joe when he went out and he ran for president? And he was like, everybody thought it was a joke. Like people, people didn't take him seriously, mm-hmm. you know, and and in his mind, he really thought he had a shot. You think so? I, I think he, it was all a publicity stunt. I don't think he ever really thought he had a shot. What makes you think he, he think thought so? that? I think that because there, you know, there's a certain, I don't want to say arrogance, you know, cause I don't get him, even though he was a little arrogant, there's some shots of him walking in the zoo and he's just like swinging from right to left. And he's like, I'm the, you could tell he's thinking like, I'm the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe he did have a little bit of arrogance, but I do think I there's a sh- there's a scene um, in the documentary where they ask him what what happened, Joe. You know, give us an update, and he's like, "We got our ass kicked tonight. That's what happened." And I think I'm gonna jump off this cliff, and they're like, "No, no, Joe, we don't we don't we don't want you to do that. We're actually worried about that." You know, I think he really he wanted to. I think he wanted to win, bro. I think that before that first poll came out, because you know you have like kind of. You know, you'll, you'll know every now and again where you are. Mm. You don't have to guess. I'll let you know your percentage or whatever. I think until that first poll came out, he thought that he had a fighting chance. Maybe after that first one, it was a different. I don't know. But I think he actually. And then when he didn't win um, the election to be president, he ran, he ran for governor. Right. <laughs> you know, and this is why I say that sometimes he put himself in shitty situations because he already has a Carol problem. He has to, and he's the type of person where he's very proud. You know, there was somebody in the documentary that said, man, if Joe would have just let that shit go, he would be all right right now. But Carol will go after him and then he will go after her. And every time, and we're talking about legally, right? So every time that happens, there's money that goes into that. Even if you're defending yourself, you know, there's lawyer fees, there's court fees, and those things could get really high. Carol had that, that room, that wiggle room, right? Between... Her, her late husband's money that she inherited and, you know, between her supporters and, and what she's doing for her quote unquote sanctuary, you know, she has the pockets that are deep enough to just say, man, I'm bored. Let's go. You know, I'll go ahead and, you know, you, you want to talk crap about me? I'll go ahead and and and, uh, and entertain this, if you will, knowing very, very well that even if she loses, she'll be OK because she has enough. Joe is more on a check to check kind of guy, even though, again, you know, he is making money because it's one thing they said about Joe is that he always found a way to make money. Right. But you have so much like I think it was what ah, I forget. It was like um, Doc Ant- Ant- Antle, yeah, um was ten thousand dollars, I believe, to feed for a year. His tiger per tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe was three thousand. Right. So he was always finding ways to kind of keep his head above water. But he really didn't have the pockets as deep as Carol to to get into this back and forth legal issue with her, you know. And man, that's that really that really messed him up. Again, if he could have just, man, you know what, Carol, I get you. You know what, we'll play nice. I think he would have saved himself a world of hurt. You know what I mean? So again, man, she had the deep enough, you know, pockets to get into that back and forth match with Joe, Joe didn't have it. And I think that ultimately, you know, was his demise. You know what I mean? There's a couple of other characters here that are worth mentioning. One of them is uh, Doc, Doc Antle, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
this is the playboy of the group. You know, so you have the crazy hillbilly um, that always walks around with a pistol. Mind you, for humans, not for his animals. You have the delusional um, woman that wears cat print and says that she is about, you know, preserving cats and, you know, doing the right thing. But yet she has her cats in cages as well. Then you have Doc Ansel that is, I think his, his first is a Bhagavan or something like that, which means Lord. Bhagavad. Bhagavad, yeah. Um, he's the playboy. He's the one that has, you know, three to four wives. Um, he's the one doing it, man. He, he comes in on an elephant, you know, one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he has a show that he's doing for his people and he rides in on an elephant. It's crazy. His place looks like a bit of a cult. At least the way he manipulates the women around him to the point where he has, I don't know, three or four girlfriends at once. And they're all living on the property and working like 12-hour days <laughs> for and, him. And to mention that they come in as teenagers. So it, ver it looks like he kind of grooms them, right, from a mm -hmm. very young age. They come in as teenagers and some never leave, right? And then... Um, and one, there was one uh, ex-worker that he had, I forget her name, so in fairness to her, I don't want to butcher it or, or guess, but um, there was actually, you know, it was it was known that if you wanted to move to the, you know, higher to the top, or if you wanted to move up quicker, all you had to do was sleep with Doc, which is pretty fucked up, you know, because again, if you're there for the tigers and shit, why are you... <laughs> Why are you taking advantage of fucking girls, man? You know, I'm, again, mm -hmm. if it's consensual, totally different, you know. But I think when uh, it's known that if you want to move up and if you want to, you know, have a higher ranking or whatever the case may be, you got to fuck this dude. I think that's pretty shitty. You know, that's totally different than something happening organically. So, um, yeah, Doc, Doc's a character. What do you think about Doc, man, besides the way he uh, has his lady friend set up? <laughs> I think he was or is um, not so much different from Joe Exotic in the sense that he's also a bit of a neurotic character with this, is it neurotic the right word or narcissistic probably is a better word. I think it'll be narcissistic. He's, he's yeah. totally full of himself. You can tell that right away from the fact that he wants people to call him Bhagavad, whatever. Um, <laughs> to how he walks or rides around on a goddamn elephant. The dude is totally full of himself, but he still unlike Joe Exotic, he Joe Exotic, he was he seems to be smarter. Way smarter. So, he was careful about the things he would say even when they were interviewing him, what he would say, what he wouldn't say, and I'm pretty sure that's also how he managed his business, which is probably why he seemed to be so much more, he seemed to be like the next level, you know, his mm -hmm. stuff was more, much more organized, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, but in the end, uh, he gets busted too. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> he gets busted too. What do you mean he gets busted? <laughs> because when, <laughs> when Joe Exotic at the end, so he's, he's in prison and then he decides, all right, I'm taking all these motherfuckers with me. And he starts dropping names. And what he does is he sends his uh, one of his, I think it's his last husband, the, the new one, the new young kid. He sends him to one of his storage places where he has a bunch of files and records 
of things like tiger sales or, or whatever animal sales, which yeah, apparently is illegal. Cubs, I think, right? Yeah, and um, they didn't directly connect it, but they showed that. And then at the end of the series, or when they roll the credits, um, you know, on the black screen, they they say that. Doc Antle was, I think it says that he was indicted for, I don't know how many counts of uh, something with trafficking in exotic animals or something, uh, something like that. Yeah, you're right. So, you're I right. don't know. It, it doesn't say that he, you know, was arrested. I don't know. I didn't check if he's currently in jail or not, but he, he definitely popped up on their radar. You're right, man. And there was a point in the uh, documentary that they ask him uh, who the, what does he think of somebody? I don't know if it was Mario. One, one of the players in, in the documentary, and he's like, ah, I'm unbiased or something. Like, he totally deflects it. And he even says, I'm not stupid. Like, what if that goes to court one day and, and this is on, on, uh, on exactly. tape? Exactly. And that's a perfect, exactly. a perfect you know, example of, of what you were saying, where he was very careful and he wasn't as sloppy. And his was just more higher end. Um, again, you know, $10,000 per tiger is what he would spend, you know, to feed him for a year. Joe was doing 3000 you know, cutting corners, getting expired meat from Walmart. And I know I glazed over that, but I just want to point that out. So he had a contract. Well, not a, I don't know if it was a contract. I think maybe just an understanding. But basically the way he explained it is like when you take your meat to the aisle, right, and you say, you know what, I don't want it. It's too expensive. They can't put it back in the fridge. No, they got to throw that away. And that's when we come into play and we pick it up. You know, so what, you know, I guess in instances like that where somebody claimed it or didn't want it, whatever, it goes to spoilage. Um, and that's obviously a loss for, for the Walmart. So they're going to throw it away anyway. Joe goes by and picks up the meat. And, you know, he they said there were some good cuts in there. I don't know how I feel about expiring meat. I don't know. Again, and, and you pointed this out, you know, the workers that Joe had, they didn't come from the best <laughs> upbringing, unfortunately. They've, re- you know, they've had their issues with, with law, with the law. And maybe a lot of them have just, you know, just gone out of jail or have a, um, you know, a rap sheet. So I'm assuming that poverty comes into play. So it's maybe it's easier Absolutely. for them, right? Yeah, it's easier for them to be like, man, I could I could look the other way on this because at the end of the day, we got to eat. Uh, I don't again. I don't know if I could have done that, but I, I get it, right? Um, and then they dumpster have the diving cow thing. is a thing. It is dumpster diving is a thing. Is a thing. It is, man. It is, and it, it sucks. You know, it sucks that because I think any human could can go to that. I think if you're hungry enough, your morals eventually have to go out the door, right? Because it's either starve or figure it out. So it doesn't mean anybody's better than anybody else. We're just in different situations, you know. But, but yeah, man, he had a freaking contract with Walmart for spoiled meat. And then he started serving pizza at the place. And the worker said that, the employee said that um, they would use the expired Walmart meat for toppings on the pizza. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> I did catch up. that. <laughs> it's so fucked up. But the meat was expired, I think, but not necessarily spoiled, right? I don't think he was... I don't think he was serving spoiled meat. No, I don't. I don't. I don't mean. I don't think so. I think. I mean, I'm sure some meat was spoiled, but I don't think. I mean, nah. But spoiled means like. I mean, to me, spoiled means it's it's 
No, I do want to spoil spoilage is a way that supermarkets would would categorize that, right? Because it's spoilage to them because okay. they can't sell it anymore. Not necessarily that it's wrong or that it's gone bad, but anything that can be profited would be considered spoilage. So that was more along the okay. lines. But it's a good point because I don't want to to misquote <laughs> what my boy Jer- Joe Dirt was doing or misinform. Um. But yeah, and and another part, another interesting part of the, of the documentary, um, staying on Joe Exotic side, uh, Joe Exotic side for a bit, is uh, when the one of the employees get gets her arm bitten off by a tiger. You remember that that portion? Yeah, that was pretty, pretty crazy, disgusting, pretty crazy. And here is the silver lining in this, if there's any, because again, somebody did lose their arm, um, which is pretty messed up. But my boy Joe went ahead and put on the EMT jacket. <laughs> Did you see? <laughs> no, actually, I didn't catch that. I have so many memes. I have about 20 memes on my phone that I'm just holding because I wanted you to watch the documentary first before I sent them to you because if not, they're really not going to register. <laughs> it makes sense. You know, there's a meme that calls them out. And that's how I really noticed it because when I watched <laughs> it on the documentary, for me, he just has a jacket on, you know? Um but as soon as and you see him the scene before no no jacket he's tending to her you know the arm is completely gone we got to go ahead and act quick so he's going you know and he's there for her which i do commend him for and then a couple shots later my dog got the collar pop with the <laughs> with the jacket <laughs> i'm actually going to send that to you right now just so you can see but he was ready man that's part of the like he was always ready for the camera and for me, that's a time, man, where it's like, dude, be you are there for for your employees. So I can't I can't say be there, but you're still aware because Joe always had people recording, which made which is another reason this documentary for me was so great because they captured a lot of stuff, you know, that that typically wouldn't be captured. But this guy was always ready for the camera. It was it's hilarious, man. I don't I don't know. I can't get enough. Yeah, I think the the lucky part was that he hired some film some film guy I'm not sure if he was a producer or director or whatever but some dude to help improve his show he had like a I guess it was a weekly show that he did with on video and he would like stream it online and it looked so goddamn cheesy it was, you could tell it was like yeah, it was it was totally DIY, and so he hired this dude to help him like improve the production and make it look more professional. And this dude had the experience. I don't remember his name, yeah. but he, he he had plenty of experience and you know from the film industry. But the catch was the guy said, "I'll do this for you, but I want to film a reality show about the you know this about you." And so while he's kind of filming stuff for the for this guy's videos or whatever they're also there's filming going on in the background of Mm -hmm. the filming for the reality show part and i think that's why they have so much footage despite the fact that a lot of footage also got lost in the mystery (laughs) fire (laughs) that's a that's another topic man for sure that we're going to get into but did you did you take a look at your um take a look at your messages there i want you to just see the the picture Oh my boy, not missing an opportunity. I'm looking at it right now. 
I'm looking not at it right missing now. a freaking opportunity, man. Always knew um, when the cameras were rolling, wow. you know. And it does bring us to our next point. We did have a little further on in the story. We did have a, a mystery fire. Um, so Joe went ahead and and started uh, dealing with, I would say, outside investors or at least looking for them. And um, there was one guy, and I forget his name. I should have written it down because he's he's a you know big part of this. Um, the guy with the limp. Uh, they started giving him money and stuff. Oh, this is another douchebag, Jeff. What's the this name? This douchebag. Jeff, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff something, man. Jeff douchebag. Let's call him so, that. Supposedly he has a little dick and a limp. Now, I don't know if, if Joe was just saying that to, you know, try to hurt the man, but I don't know what Joe knows. Let's just say that. But uh, when he gets into it with him, because at first the guy has 12 cats of his own. Um, I think his father was in the business. 12 cats of his own needs some place to store them. Walks around and kind of flashes like he has a lot of money. And I think the guy does have some money, but I think he was putting on more. You know, just uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he was just like that, or he had uh, ulterior motives when it came to to Joe Zoo. Yeah, Jeff but Lowe. Joe Jeff was, Lowe a, was yeah, name. Jeff Lowe. There you go. But Joe was attracting to him like a moth to a flame, and um, at that time, Joe was with his first husband. Was apparently his first husband was a super major pothead. Um, so when they first went out to meet Jeff, you know, he went ahead kept. The husband high, you know, wine and dine these guys, and Joe came back from that trip and he was in love. And then that's when um that's when Jeff came in and gave him a little more backing to go ahead and fight Carol. Because keep in mind, throughout all of these different things, people losing their arms, um, him getting inspired meat, you know, him traveling, like he's fighting with Carol throughout all of this, you know. So um I would say that's right around mid story that, that Jeff Lowe comes in. But it does make me want to bring up this this quick um, this quick point here. He went ahead and had his I don't know if that was his first husband, but the first guy that they speak of was a younger guy, which is the guy that I mentioned that liked to smoke pot. He was very chill. That was his second um, husband. That was his second husband. Yeah. Who was his first? His first was the dude who was all tatted up and uh, yes. was missing teeth. Looked You're like right. A straight up. You're dude. right. <laughs> yes, I'm going to send you a meme for him, too. I got one last night. Uh, it's right here. Yep, sending. All right. So while you take a look at that meme um, with uh, his first husband. So his second husband, I mean, I guess it came out that he, Joe didn't really like for them to leave. Um, he wanted always, uh, always wanted them to be there. And after a while, that got to him. He had a really bad habit of pointing guns at people. Um and in one of those play times, he went ahead and, and pointed a gun at Joe's campaign manager. His campaign manager says, dude, I've told you before, like, don't point guns at me. And he goes, oh, everybody knows these guns ain't loaded when there's no clip. Puts it to his head. Boom. Blows his head out. That guy's gone. Mm -hmm. So you have people missing arms. You have people, you know, killing themselves um, in, you know, on that on that property you have the shit going on with carol maybe that's a reason why i watched it twice <laughs> i don't know but man i'm eating this stuff up i really am it's bananas yeah his uh second husband so the first husband yeah i got the meme this mr potato head looking dude with three teeth 
Man, social so, distancing with his three so teeth. The, the great thing is that apparently none of these guys who are married to Joe uh, Exotic, in the end, they all want to come out and say they weren't gay, which is funny. But uh, whatever. The, this dude. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> if you take a dick in your ass, dude, I don't care. Come on, come on bro. man. I'm Keep sorry. Clean, I'm man. sorry. If you take an eggplant in the rear, you know what I mean? I don't. You're, you may be bisexual. I don't know, but you are. You know, you might you might still like chicks, but that's you know that's no. Come on, but I'll let you finish. I just needed to say that. Um. Yeah, I just lost my train of thought. So. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I think we were talking about um, how we found out later that Joe's husbands were actually straight. At least that's what they claim. Because right. The meth, meth mouth guy ended up getting one of his employees pregnant. And then um, his second husband, the one that killed himself, apparently was banging all the chicks um, mm-hmm. on, on the you know preserve, mm-hmm. if you will, on the low. But, I mean, they were, you know, they were still doing what they were doing with Joski. So, I mean, again, you can say that you're really not, but you yeah, really I are. Don't, and there's nothing I wrong with that. I want to point that out. Nothing wrong with that, guys. I'm just saying. Let's call a spade a spade. I mean, I don't know what kind of relationship they had. Maybe they managed to avoid doing anything. I don't know. Nah. There, there's a, but look, there's a point. Nah. There's a point where he. <laughs> there's a point where he admits he's like, yeah, I don't know why, but I always end up with straight guys. I, so I get it. There's a picture though. I don't know if you remember this, where Joe is slightly holding his second husband, and I'm, I'm so sorry that I don't remember his name, but. He's, and he's holding him from the back, bro. Like, no shirts on. This is a, a Photoshop picture, like a professional picture. <laughs> this guy's getting gently <laughs> held, you know, while he's looking over his shoulder. It's two dudes. Again, there's nothing wrong with, with that type of relationship. I don't want people to misunderstand my angle here. But don't say you're not gay. You know, I don't know. <laughs> and, I mean... You're going to get into so much trouble. I know. I'm going to get into so much trouble, man. But, you know, I just, my thing is this, is, you know, there is there a such thing as how gay are you? Like, (laughs) you know, when people say, well, you know, would you do this for a million dollars? No. Would you do it for 500 million? Well, like for me, there isn't a price, right? I'm not going to do it regardless of what you pay me. For them, there was a price, maybe. Maybe that's the thing, right, where... He says that they're not they're not really gay because they do like women, but because Joe is offering them this lavish lifestyle of expired meat and mm-hmm. people's arms getting ripped off, they just want to kind of hang around him. You know what I mean? Um, but again, I, I want to point out there's nothing wrong, <laughs> nothing wrong. I have a lot of dear friends that are homosexuals and lesbians. I'm down with the LGBT community, so again, I don't want that to be misunderstood. But don't say you're not gay <laughs> when you've been taking eggplants, buddy. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And they have this other guy, um, which is definitely worth mentioning when I say that Miami's always in this. Uh, it has his hands in something. And, of course, cocaine is involved. Uh, this guy, Mario Tabro, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And he, is, um, he was known as the, the exotic Scarface. Uh, exotic, let me see if... Uh, if I have it here, I think I had it written down. Yes, the Scarface of the exotic animal community is what he was known as. And um, he did his time. He did 12 years for 
his involvement in a dead body and <laughs> ending up, which this is awesome. So he's ex- because he already did his time, he could be candid about what he went through, which makes for good good TV. So he's like, I don't know what happened, man. You know, uh, you know, this, these guys had a problem with this guy, and they killed him, and they they dumped him in my yard. <laughs> now, first of all, <laughs> twenty seconds timeout. Let's regroup. First of all, I don't know if I'm ever gonna let anybody come and dump a body in my yard. Hey, these guys had a problem with this guy. They dumped the body in my yard. He's very nonchalant about it. And then he goes, so, and what am I going to tell the judge? Judge, yeah, you know, I didn't use a circular saw, but I was there. It doesn't matter. If I was there, I'm guilty. <laughs> like, this guy, <laughs> he didn't care about anything. Totally Miami to the core. Um, I think he got, like, two life sentences at the beginning, and then he appealed. He ended up getting 12 years. So he's an older gentleman now, but you can still tell that he's well off. Um, pulls up in a Bentley um, to to kind of do the interview. And his place is like a fortress. So all these other places, Doc Annals and, and Joe Exotic and, and even Carol's, you know, they're pretty, they're, they're areas that were once, you know, just acreage, right? Just, and then they kind of build on it. So it's very open. You can drive up to it. I mean, there's still security, but you can get in there if you want. This guy has like a 12 foot wall. He has a yeah. guard in the front. If you don't have an appointment, you ain't going in there. Uh, the, some of the, the production guys try to go in there, and the guy was like, I'm sorry, this is private property. You know, eventually they do get in because they interview him, but this guy Mario was the real deal, man. Of course, 305, Miami. Yeah, he had some, like, straight up, uh, like, some security team outside the walls of his place. And Well, the guy was a little Mickey Mouse. He did have a gun on his hip, but he didn't look too official to me, just in my opinion. Nonetheless, you still can't get in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't, like, from, you know, some military. He, he didn't look military. Top fly security. He was, like, whacking hut. <laughs> <laughs> so this dude, uh, another character in this whole mess, you mentioned him before, Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. So Jeff Lowe is another one who, like, I watched the episode or the, the series and I was just biting my tongue the whole time because he's another character that just annoys the hell out of me because he's another one of these flashy types who is clearly also white trash. I mean, he, he walks around with this ridiculous bandana and then a hat on a cap on top of it. Everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes. He probably has a Trump hairstyle underneath that because he will not show you his hair or his head. No, he's actually bald. He's oh, he's bald. bald. They showed, All right. They showed the mugshot. His yeah. mugshot. Yeah. So um, he, he, this dude is, is a total con man. Like you, you mentioned that you think he probably has some, some dough. Maybe he does. I would lean towards I don't think he does. I think he's straight up conning everyone he deals with. So that he gets away with being able to to put on like these parties and whatever it is that he's doing when he goes to Vegas as if he has money. But either way, I mean, he's a, maybe he has some, maybe he doesn't, he's, yeah. but he's, just, he's a straight up con man. He's a douche. And he, 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 he gets himself involved with, with Joe Exotic. And in the end, he cons Joe Exotic out of his, uh, <laughs> out of the zoo. He does. He, you know, and then he also, he conned someone else. Who was it? Uh, it was his own partner. Uh, so this dude, Joe, Jeff Lowe, had some friend, yeah, that he brought in to to help. I can't remember this dude's name. You know, 
a fat dude, like with the oh the uh, extra extra big second chin. Oh yes, yes, yes. The guy that actually turned out being an informant. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, that so he owned that strip dude clubs was brought in stuff. by yeah. Jeff Lowe. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a falling out. Jeff Lowe brought in another animal guy from like somewhere in another state. That dude named Stark. Yeah, they they also came together to supposedly build a new park in another location because he wanted to shut down the the park that he stole from Joe Exotic and build a new one in another location. So they went into business together. They had a falling out because this dude just cons everybody. So he, like you said, he walks around with his limp and, you know, thinking he's, he's big shit. And he's got this beautiful girlfriend who is like as dumb as a box of rocks because she also believes all of it. I don't know if she believes it or if she's just deluded, like all of the girlfriends that uh, the Bhagavad dude has <laughs> around him. But they, they all seem to have these women who are like airheads and they're just buy into their, their bullshit. And he, he has, his girlfriend is pregnant. He's looking for a quote nanny. And what, he's looking for a nanny like on a, it looks like a dating website. He's got, he's pulling up only like beautiful women. And he's clearly telling his wife, yeah, if I have to have someone else in the house or whatever, then she might as well be good to look at. And his wife laughs like with some stupid little laugh as if it's all good. This this dude is another piece of trash who at the end of the episode at the end of the, the, the documentary they said or they alluded to him possibly also um being in in threat or in, in danger of being indicted because he's also done so much shady stuff. So it's just one hot mess of of white trash <laughs> drama liars rem- and uh yeah. It reminds me of um when you talk about Jeff Lowe, he would party in Vegas, he would sneak baby tiger cubs in his suitcase up to his room, and then he would invite chicks up to play with the baby tigers. And that was kind of the way that he got them around. And then supposedly, you know, he was doing the do. I don't know. Um I don't know if he was that smooth. He doesn't come across as that smooth to me, you know? So I don't know if he was closing the deal on all of them, but Regardless, guy's a parasite. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's a good way to put um, there's a there's another <laughs> there's another scene that he's like, um, in reference to bringing up the baby cubs to the hotel room, he's like, you know, pussy gets you pussy, and in front of his his wife, and she's like, yeah, that's a good way to put it, honey. <laughs> and you're like, wow, and she's pregnant with his baby. You know what I mean? So he got busted for that too. For what? For bringing cubs into hotels in a suitcase. He did. He did, because I'm sure a lot of people were taking videos and pictures, and that shit gets around, man. So I'm pretty sure they caught on, and and they weren't happy about it. I always think, where do the cubs go to the bathroom? Yeah. You know, because I'm sure, like, tiger cub piss is pretty – I'm assuming it's strong, you know, and – when that's the poop, like, and you just have them in a hotel room. And I i mean, again, when you're that, when you have that much money, maybe the cleaning fee takes care of stuff like that. I can only imagine what goes on in Vegas hotel rooms. So maybe that's par for the course. But I'm like, man, where are these tigers using the bathroom? They're using it exactly <laughs> where you think they're using it. You, I don't think. Yeah, on the rug. I don't think these people care too much about hygiene. I mean, 
<laughs> they'll let that tiger piss and crap wherever it pisses and craps and they just throw a freaking blanket over it press on but then how how are you chilling and having parties with because isn't that smell gonna nasty. get to you they're <laughs> nasty <laughs> we're hanging out tiger piss in the corner it don't matter man just throw a towel over it <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know if i could do that dude i don't know if i could do that man yeah it's um it's a crazy story if anyone hasn't watched it it's especially now with everyone being on freaking lockdown it's worth watching it uh it's only i think six episodes seven. Oh, seven. okay seven episodes <laughs> i've only watched it twice uh but yeah i i don't know if there's any part of the story that we missed i mean there's carol's husband this guy oh god Yes, sir. This her new husband. I don't know how to describe the one that sings to her. He actually has oh, a yeah, picture yeah, with yeah. her. Not the dead one. Yeah, the new one. No, not the yeah her her current the husband. Murdered, she has not a, the murdered one. Yeah, no, not the one fed to the tigers. Um, he has a picture with her where he's in like a cat suit, I think, and he's like on all four with a leash, and she's holding the leash. Um, there's a meme that says if you know if if I want love like this or or it ain't real <laughs> or something like that like. Basically saying I want that commitment from my significant other. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I think a, an interesting point to bring up before we transition to how we feel about animals in captivity in general, because I know I definitely feel strongly about that. But um, one thing that I want to mention is that, you know, Carol is on the side of things. Again, Carol Baskins, which is the one that this Joe Exotic guy is, uh, you know, obsessed with. You know, she's on the side of things of, of preservation, quote unquote, and, and saving these cats. But, you know, her sanctuary to somebody who doesn't speak the language and you show her, quote unquote, sanctuary and, and Joe Zoo, they're not going to know the difference. If they don't know the difference in between the word, they're going to think they're the same. <clears throat> and her sanctuary is in bad shape, man. You know, it, and, and again, I know the, the powers of editing could be marvelous. So maybe she does have some places on her sanctuary that are nicer that they, that they didn't want to show because they want to actually tell a, a story that they want to tell versus telling the true story. I don't know. That can be a possibility. But, I mean, I know when I when they showed it, there was overgrown grass, um, these makeshift cages that, that didn't look too sturdy at all. And I don't know. I always see tigers in cages. Now, I know that, you know, I'm sure in some cases she may be saving tigers from a circus and she houses them for a bit, but they never show what she does as a next step. You know, what, you know, what happens after that, you know, because her followers and her supporters, um, you know, think that it's a risk. Ritz Carlton, I think one person said of sanctuaries. And again, maybe there's there's parts there that, you know, the Netflix crew that shot it didn't show or, or the people that, that made the, the documentary better said didn't show. I don't know. But I did not see the Ritz Carlton of sanctuaries. And at the mm -hmm. end of the day, she's profiting from these cats like Joe's profiting from these cats. So what makes them so different? You know, they both have, you know, cats in cages in the back, in, you know, in their establishment, better said. They're both making money off of these cats and, and exploiting them, even though Carol wouldn't say that she's doing that. But when it comes down to it, <clears throat> her hands are dirty as well. And I just, it, it's crazy, you know, that, he chose one side, she chose another side of it, and they're very similar, you know? They're very similar as far as when you get down to the meat and potatoes of it, what they do, you know, and, and kind of what they're involved with. 
but one is seen. I mean, I think they're both nuts, right? But one is seen as good and one is seen as bad, at least in some people's eyes. So I thought that was an interesting point to bring up because, you know, when you think about it, she's she's not she's not really a lot different than this Joe guy, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think the only thing, well, that from what I caught, what I gathered in the in the series is she doesn't allow like the whole petting thing. I think the the pet, yeah, the cub petting. Yeah, because he, you know, Joe Exotic, he let people take photos with the cubs, both on tour and at the uh, on his mm-hmm. zoo in his zoo. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and. It seems to me that was her biggest problem is like letting people, you know, hold and pet the cubs and take photos with the cubs and all this this stuff. But I think you're right. At the end of the day, they were not that different, to be honest. Uh, she just found something that she could mm-hmm. latch onto and make an enemy of so that she can make herself look good. And with a little bit of marketing, you can get enough people to believe you know, that you're a freaking saint. And that's what all those sheeple did. Yeah, they they fell in love with her supposed mission for protecting these these animals. But at the end of the day, they were all also in cages. They were also eating, uh, you know, I mean, in some cases, like you said, it looked worse mm-hmm. than Joe uh, Exotic's place. Maybe you're right. I'm not sure why the Netflix people would give one of them a better uh, view, like put one of them in a better light than the other, but it's possible. The genius that Carol has, and again, I say this sarcastically, that so Joe went ahead and he paid his people $150 a week. Doc paid his people $100 a week. She didn't pay them anything. They were on a volunteer uh, status so again genius as far as a business plan for her i feel bad for her for her people though but they love it there so so be it and then she has this color-coded t-shirt system and <laughs> it's it's insane man i'm assuming the people that help her i don't know if because these people are there 12 hours a day so i don't know how they can have another job i don't know how they're surviving i know that there's housing that's provided in some cases but the way the documentary painted out, these, this housing is, is pretty shitty. So I don't know what these people have going on in their lives, man. But they, they, it's it's crazy how the color of a T-shirt could make them feel like they belong. And that's enough, right? Because typically it's like... Can you, can you explain that? Because I don't remember that, actually. Yeah, so like red was Apprentice. And then I think the next one was yellow. And you had to wait like a year to get yellow. Then from yellow, you went to, I think, green was the next one, which took two years to get. And then if you were a master trainer or whatever, you get like a navy blue one at five years. Um, what the hell? So you have all these people. Yeah, you have all these people, and they're all volunteers. So remember, the same thing that, you know, that Joe's people are doing. And again, I'm talking about the people that are making this shit run, the people that are feeding the tigers, cleaning up after them, cutting the grass. The things, you know, the, the people that are in it, right, in the trenches, doing the most work, right? Joe's pays them 150 a week. Doc pays his people 100 She <laughs> doesn't pay them anything and gives them a sense of belonging with this T-shirt ranking. 
you know, and it's it's crazy how humans could be, you know, just as long as there's some reward there, whether it be monetary compensation, whether it be one hundred and fifty dollars a week or one hundred or this, you know, green T-shirt that lets you know that I'm at a higher status than you. I'm OK with just being here and, and making this <laughs> making this happen. What I think is really messed up, though, is that you have people really devoting their time to this cause. Right. And these are people helping her volunteers. Um, uh, Carol's volunteers, right? You have people really giving them, you know, giving uh, you a, a big part of them, which is their time. And Carol says, yeah, I don't know most of their names until I see that they've been here for a long time and they get older and they haven't left. You know, she's so out of touch with her people. And it's like, man, I don't, I don't know how somebody who, who doesn't take the time out. I mean, I understand if maybe it's my first week, but if I've been here for two months, three months, six months, a year, two years, four years. It's going to take you four and a half, five years to learn my name because you notice that now I have gray hair and I've been here that long. It's like, I don't understand how people can connect to something like that. That's, you know, somebody who's so disconnected. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just the animals. Maybe it's being around them. That's enough for them. So it's not about her. It's about their experience. But I was just, I was blown away by that, you know? Yeah, I think that might be why I dislike her so much. It's be because the what you described to me made me realize that she is. I think she's worse than Joe yeah, Exotic. Man. I think she's more dangerous than Joe Exotic. She is. I mean, when when you hear her talk and you watch her interviewed, that fakeness that she has with it's so clearly fake that sort of airy fairy airhead way of being that she is. And she, she just looks like she's totally hiding something. And I think that's what makes her even actually more dangerous than, than this Joe exotic dude who, who, you know, he, his, he wore his, uh, personality just like honestly like mm -hmm. that's what what you saw was, At least how it was he authentic was. right yeah yeah to his detriment mm -hmm. because it, it ended up you know letting people play him like a fiddle and use him and goad him and you know sort of get him to poke at him to get him to react and he reacted every time where her she's insidious she's insidious yeah. bro she's conniving and uh, now she has money to boot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this all those people. Dangerous, that, yeah. dangerous combination. I'm sure there are some people there who actually are there for the animals. Uh, but um, I think that psycho is, she has another agenda. There was a part that she was like, oh, if, if I was going to, I don't know if it was, because there was a part that one of the tigers got a hold of Joe's uh, boot and kind of drug him a bit. I don't know if it was that part, but <laughs> she was like, um, I didn't, I don't know. She said, I didn't put anything on his boot, but the moral of this is if you, if you're going to want um, a cat to attack a person, you want to throw like fish oil or something like that on them mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. entice them. And I'm like, yo, the fact that you even went that far to knowing that, because I didn't think about that. Like maybe that's how you did your husband. You mm -hmm. dumped them in a can of tuna fish mm -hmm. and let, and let the tigers take care of him, man. Yeah, um, I caught that too. Yeah. That was weird. That was weird. Uh, this whole animals in captivity thing, and again, I, I would definitely like to to get your two cents on this, if you don't mind. But 
this this you know i'm not one who supports zoos and i did when i was younger obviously um because i don't think you know i you know you're just a kid right and i i, I am somebody who does enjoy animals and i would like to think that i'm very connected with with energy around me and and all that stuff right so i always enjoyed going to aquariums aquariums and zoos but i think where it started for me to be completely honest was that movie Free Willy. And I'll tell you the scene in the movie that made me start thinking differently. And I th- and again, even when I was younger, I, I still went to zoos, but I was always conflicted. There's this part in Free Willy where the kids are banging on the glass and they're just being like a nuisance, like for no reason, like poking this, you know, huge orca whale that's in the tank. And that's the, the scene where the whale backs up and boom, runs into the glass and cracks it. Mm-hmm. Right to kind of get them to stop. I felt that well that whale's kind of pain, man. And it's crazy to think that I can pinpoint it to one specific time where it really started making me think differently. To to you know to end up where I am now. Where again, I personally won't support those establishments. But I remember, man, it was that scene, and it was it was a transfer from it being kind of well, I'm just here to enjoy it, right and this is about me to what about, what about them? And then you start, you know, that starts bringing on, you know, things like, well, obviously this fish is in a tank. This fish really should be free. Then you start thinking about, well, we do these things because humans are the alpha species, right? So we can kind of decide what we want to do. Um, even when it comes to animals. And I, again, I never want to come on here and, try to change anybody's mind, just give you some information, always give you my my point of view. So that's my little disclaimer on that. Um, but I remember when I stopped going, you know, I, I stopped going to zoos and, and I don't do them anymore because ultimately is me not going, uh, going to shut these places down. It's not. But I know that at least I'm doing my part, you know, and the only place that I can really go to and not feel too bad, and maybe this is a little dirtbaggish of me, Cynic, is Animal Kingdom, <laughs> which is Disney's park. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's in Orlando, no. Florida. And Animal Kingdom is, you know, they have Magic Kingdom, they have Epcot. When you look at the Disney umbrella, they have something called Animal Kingdom. Um, now, this is more of a safari style, so they're not necessarily in cages, but there's still a certain parameter where they can roam, and they can't. And of course, me being, I don't want to say an activist, but me feeling a certain way about animals in captivity when I've gone, because I used to be an annual pass holder, and they do have great beer, so I got to go to Animal Kingdom. Again, maybe a little dirtbaggish of me, I know, but um, I did ask, you know, how do you keep, because there's, there's actually a safari, right? So you, you go on this truck, and it's on this track or whatever, and it goes, and it shows you, uh, you know, I don't know if they have lions there, but they'll show you different animals, you know, and you drive through. And it's a free format, so there is no cage. So uh, maybe there's a ditch that goes down 10 feet. That ditch is about maybe, I would say, 50 feet. So there's a nice separation, but there is no fence stopping that lion from <laughs> jumping down and eating my face off. So I always ask, how do they <laughs> how do they know where to go? And they're actually they're tagged, so when they pass a certain point, um, they'll get shot. Or there'll be a small correction, okay. as, they, as, as what they say. They like to... A small correction, a small correction. <laughs> will, will be signaled to the caller or to the chip or whatever. So that's how they know to stay where they are, you know. But 
again, man, I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't get on that. And, and again, this is somebody for me that I, I love animals. You know, I'm, you know, I'll watch any Nat Geo documentary, um, you know, that they throw at me. I, I, I love learning about them. Um, so it's, it's not an easy decision for me, um, but that's just where I am. You know, I definitely, I stay away from them. And I know, you know, once it's time for me to have my family, I think, you know, it, maybe it's easy for me to say now, you know, but I think that I would try to uphold that at least. But I definitely want to get your two cents on the captivity of animals. And I hope I'm not playing good cop, bad cop here, sending you up. But because, uh, again, there's no wrong answer to this question. But how do you feel about that, man? Um, I never gave it that much thought. I never gave it that much thought in terms of zoos and visiting zoos. Um, I've been to a few, obviously, also here where I live, particularly when my son was younger. Um, I know that uh, they have here, uh, aside from a typical zoo, they have also something called, um, it's like an animal, it's like an animal park, mm -hmm. but it's not set up like a zoo in terms of cages like a, the animals are kind of walking around like a safari type yeah maybe it's like a safari safari the way you describe animal kingdom yeah and honestly i watched a film or a documentary called i think it's called blackfish and it's about great documentary i've seen it yeah it's about orcas and so if i see something like that uh i'm obviously like I'm obviously against it. I wouldn't want to go to a an aquarium to see these animals if the, if if that's the cost of it. Like then just leave them out in 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 the wild and I don't need to go see them. You know, I'm I'm I don't really need to go there. Especially if that is the result. Um and that goes for any um kind of animal place, whether it's a zoo or an aquarium or an animal park or whatever. So I guess I, I'm not an, an activist, I guess I'm not at, at that point, but only because it's just not in my, it's not at the front of, at the, <clears throat> excuse me, at the front of my consciousness mm -hmm. all the time that I'm thinking about the animals that are in captivity. But if, if, uh, if you, put it in front of me and, and ask me or give me the option. And then, you know, I would also be like, I would be totally fine with them just being left in the wild where they belong, whether they're in cages, like in zoos or in an animal park, they're still not really in the wild where they exactly. belong. Right. Exactly. It's not like, uh, you know, like cats and dogs who have had thousands of years to become, um, what is it called? Crate trained, tamed. I guess. Tamed? No, oh, like the fact that they are now domesticated. Yeah. You know, so so you can't put them in the wild. They'll die because they don't know how to take care of themselves right. anymore. Right. right? But these other animals, they they belong in the wild. And anywhere you go to, to view them, unless you go on a safari in Africa, it's a different story. Mm -hmm. um, then you're, yeah, you're, in a way, you could argue you're, you're already kind of abusing them but then you also have the fact that in these places you're always going to have some people that are just sadistic and will mistreat the animals because they can yeah and that yeah so i think 
it's not i don't think it's really worth it if if it were up to me i would be totally fine with saying just shut them all down i don't know what you could do with the animals that are already in captivity but don't continue it like you know yeah fade fade phase them i out. get you man and you you brought up a, a point in giving your your description that you didn't, really didn't think about it but if you think about it and if it's more something that's kind of you know that's relatable to you in a sense then yeah you know like you can definitely see why some people would be opposed to these animals living in these conditions. You know, I think that's the, the area, right. That a lot of people find themselves in. I think if people really sat there and thought, yo, these, you know, these, these fish are, are in tanks, you know, these animals are in cages. If you really thought about, you know, how it's kind of the other side of it, you know, how it's affecting those animals. And it's only because it's all ruled by money, right? Because if it wasn't for the chance to charge people and make money and make this a business, then there there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be no reason to have these animals in, in cages. You know what I mean? So if the dollar is driving it and in that, you know, and, and in that, you know, process, you have these animals that are suffering because of, again, humans i just i can't rock with that you know what i mean so because i know the dollar is what rules it that's the reason i don't support it and that's kind of the way i i can kind of say my piece and any any time that i have an opportunity on facebook if a, a petition is to sign i'll sign it you know um i stopped doing circuses because of the exploitation of animals as well i haven't i did the Wrigley brothers but it was all acrobatic it was to see avatar so there was no animals using that one um, which was an amazing experience, and I'm glad that I did it. But yeah, man, dolphins too. I don't swim with dolphins, and I man, I'm, I'm infatuated with dolphins. They're so intelligent. There's so much cool things that we've learned about them to this point. Um, you know, that's one of my favorite mammals. You know, bar none. But I won't go swimming with them. You know, because again, I understand the dollar drives that, and that's tough for me because it's not like somebody who's indifferent. Oh, I don't really care about a dolphin. So if I don't go visit a dolphin. You know, I'm neither here or there on that. And I love these animals. I would love to, but I just not, I'm not going to support them in those conditions. Now, what do I think, you know, we can do to change this? We should be the ones to go visit them in their environment. Again, maybe going to Africa is, is, isn't doable for some of us. Um, but maybe that's something that we could work to. I, I don't know, man. I don't have all the answers, but I think we should be the one in the cages, right? So if we're going to go, visit and we want to see lions let's make sure we put us in an automobile right that's going to protect us because obviously i don't want to put us in harm's way but let's go see them in their environment we want to go see whales let's get on a boat and go visit whales in their habitat um, let's not bring them to to our world for our convenience put them you know in these small boxes and and you know treat them the way we do because that's a whole nother conversation captivity is one thing and then the way we treat these animals, the way we get to train them, right? Um, some of the footage, you know, that I've seen is is really, it's really disappointing, you know, um, because these are wild animals. So in order to get them in line, in order to get them to understand that, you know, they need to jump up here and clap their hands, they're, you know, poking them with sticks, sometimes, you know, hitting them so hard that it's breaking skin, you know, they're they're not feeding them on a regular schedule, so they starve the animals. So when there is food, that's the treat. So they get them to do what they want, you know. So then when you talk about that stuff, obviously, that's 
a whole nother side of it, which is very unfortunate. But um, again, man, I just, uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, the best thing that I can do at this point is not support it with my money. And anytime I get an opportunity to share something on Facebook and give some awareness, I'd like to do so because a lot of people just really haven't thought of it. Some people won't care. You know, some people will still go and that's on them, you know, until hopefully they're closed down. But for the people that would is, is for somebody who's willing to consider it, if it's brought to their attention, that's why I do, it, you know. So and again, in, in all of the, the things that I stand for. I'm never going to have the angle of, well, if you don't support my view, you're stupid. All right. There's enough of that going around. I'm not that dude, but um, definitely would like to just kind of have people just think about it, you know, think about it. I know it's not something that is in the forefront of our minds. I know a lot of us have kids. I know a lot of you people are saying, man, you know how much peace I get when I take my kids to the zoo, you know, because they're so involved by by what's going on. But I promise you. Um, there's other things that you can do as well that would keep them just as engaged and entertained. So, I think uh, what's what I like to sometimes think about is is this thought experiment. So, you mentioned that we're kind of the alpha species, and imagine for a minute that we weren't the alpha species anymore. That some other species shows up one day shows up and we are no longer the smartest or strongest or whatever. Well, we're not the strongest now, but we are the smartest. I think that's what, yeah. The smartest. Yeah. So, and they decided that they wanted to put us in cages for their (laughs) entertainment. It's a great way to look at it, man. (laughs) So all you need to do is think about that for like two or three minutes. Straight up. That's, that's a great way to put it. It won't change people's minds because we are really good at uh compartmentalizing stuff and well being hypocrites about stuff we're really good at that but if you do that for a minute and just give it some thought then you can you have an idea what it could be like for those animals and i believe animals have souls man you know i don't you know I, i i do think there's a deeper connection to like Man, I I love dogs. You know, I love all animals. Like I said, I'm not necessarily a cat person because, but because I love all animals, you know, I always give a cat a chance. But I've, I've, you know, always been drawn to 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 dogs. You know, and when they say man's best friend, it's 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 for a reason. You know, and the connection that we have with that animal, how that animal could even, you know learn our our quirks and our behaviors just like we learn theirs and just the companionship i don't know man it's it's a deeper thing you know so obviously i don't have a connection with a tiger in some random zoo that i've never met but because that tiger is an animal i still feel connected to that tiger or lion or you know whatever the case may be in some way you know and the way you you put it is is perfect is a perfect way you know let's let's say that couple couple years down the line we're not the smartest anymore you know and and we're, we're in cages and we're getting zapped with um tasers and being restricted food so we can clap our hands when these things want us to you know it really it really paints a a vivid picture so kudos to you on that man yeah man 
Sometimes we would get a lot more insight about life if we put ourselves in the shoes of other people or in this case of animals. Preach. Yeah. Preach, brother. Preach. Yeah. I would have to agree, man. I think that's something along my years that I've picked up that I always tried before I find myself in a situation where I'm going to jump to whether it be the obvious, you know, or emotionally what feels right. I always pause and I try to put myself in that person's shoes and try to see it from their perspective because we're so consumed with our point of view and, and what we see and what we feel, right? That we very seldomly do that, you know, reverse the roles. All right, look at it from this angle. Um, how would you perceive it? So on and so forth. So when you say that, that resonates with me tenfold because I couldn't, you know, it's, I couldn't agree more. You know, I think if we did more of that, man, who knows? Who knows what it will be, you know? Yes, sir. Good stuff, man. I Hey, I think this was a, a different episode, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Yeah, it was fun. Hope hope the listeners enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it, Cynic. <laughs> I did. It was it was good to talk about something that's current, at least current in, in, the, ter- in, in the sense that people are currently um, are watching it, you know, on Netflix right now. So that's pretty cool. And... Um, yeah, the the topic of animals is it's an interesting one. It's a relevant one because you know they're everywhere from yeah. our homes as pets to, like you said, zoos. You know what's funny? Here we have um, like wild pigs and foxes and stuff that we sometimes see running around because there's so much forest here, and so they sometimes make their way into the city. That's also kind like of boars, wild boars, yeah. Wild, wild pigs. Yeah. yeah, that's that's cool to have that. I mean, there's some places here, you know, in the in the states, that you'll have a deer, you know, kind of come into your backyard. You see those videos all the time, but uh, down here in Miami, most action I'm getting is an iguana hanging out of my. Well, backyard. you guys got alligators. So, well, we got yeah, we do, we do have gators, but. The gators, I mean, sometimes they'll get in the canals, you know, and you may you may see one here and there pop up on a golf course or something. But for the most part, Florida does a pretty good job of containing the gators and keeping them, I think, uh, where they need in the swamp, in the swamp areas. And as I say that, I feel like a douchebag because this was theirs before us. So maybe we're <laughs> the ones that need to leave, you know. <laughs> Um, but it's cool to see, I mean, with the exception that I've heard wild boars are extremely aggressive, <laughs> I would think it would be cool to see. Oh, oh no. Yeah. They, they, they'll, they'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. Like they have a big tusk and they're very territorial yeah, and stuff. I think a lady was killed here. I don't know how long ago because apparently, cause I guess when the mom is running around with her little piglets, she wants to she's super kill pro- everything super, inside. She's super protective or something. And and I think some lady was getting out of her car or something, and I guess a bunch of these came running by, and she, I guess, lost her footing and fell to the oh, ground. No. Yeah, oh, no. she didn't make it. I mean, oh, I'm not no. me to laugh, but uh, see, now you're laughing. I don't know why you're laughing. That's just wrong. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it's not the fact that she didn't make it. I, I want to point. They'll get you. It's uh. <laughs> It's like it's like a scary movie, like when you know somebody's chasing you and then you trip 
over the table. You're like, how are you going to trip right now? How are you going to lose your footing right now, man? Like, I yeah, I think it was. <laughs> I think it was like an old lady, and I guess oh, okay. these, these animals are big and they're heavy and they're strong. They're strong, very so strong. Maybe yes. they knocked her over. I, I'm not really sure. I, I heard about it, so it, it does happen, and they will hurt or even kill you if you know in the right circumstance. I, I mean, yeah. it's not like you know I can't. I'm afraid to step out of my apartment because I'm getting you know stalked by a wild pig or something, but. You never know when they might pop up because they're running through to get to their territory or whatever. I was seeing the other day that a bear got loose somewhere in upstate New York, and the bears actually learn the uh, trash schedule. <laughs> so these bears know when it's a, here. It's Tuesday and Friday, so I'm gonna I'm gonna relate it to that. These bears know when it's Tuesday and Friday, man, wow. and they'll come out because it's trash, and they'll just go rumbling through trash. You know, and it's it's tough, man, because again, like they were here before us, but kind of we all gotta we all gotta make this thing called life work. So I kind of need some of your space. It's just a tough situation because you know that boar, even that boar, <laughs> is is acting instinctively. You know, it's not. I don't think it. I don't. Maybe I. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't have her cubs. She's not as mad. You know, or or. But I think it's an instinct thing. You know, and it's just come sometimes those lines where human beings should be and, and where animals are are blurred maybe because we're building too much right we're taking some of their land or maybe because there's less food out there so they come closer to us you know like the bears do on uh on trash days but always unfortunate when that happens in all seriousness nonetheless you know you know uh, you i was laughing because you put this image in my head when you said uh that you know it's there. It was their sort of land first, you yeah, know. But we, you yeah, know, yeah. we have to make this. We have I to make this, this thing called life work. You said right. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of was was Hitler in World War Two because. Oh. His, <laughs> no, because he literally justified starting his war of aggression with something he called Lebensraum, which literally means living space. He wanted more like living space for the German people. And so his plan was to yeah, basically expand into his neighbor's countries. Ooh. And uh, so it's just funny how <laughs> you applied that to animals, but Hitler had the same concept. <laughs> maybe, um, you know, maybe we're Hitler to the animals. You know, maybe we're, uh, <laughs> maybe that's how they maybe. see us, man. You never know. All right. I do want to say before we run, guys, uh, I'm going to go ahead and post these great memes on our Twitter page. Nice. Again, that will be at at no stone underscore. Again, on Twitter, it's going to be at no stone underscore. So if you want to see some of these hilarious memes that I've been sending Cynic throughout the episode and some others that I have in the holster, make sure to check that out while you're there. Hit that follow button. If you do or if, if you don't want to, don't do it. We ain't going to beg for follows. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep it real on here. But <laughs> We're clearly not begging because we only have three followers at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, guys, definitely, if you want to check out those memes, you can uh, check out our Twitter page. We'll be more than happy to share them with you. And uh, I think that's all she wrote, man. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah. 
Thanks again for joining us for another episode of No Stone Unturned. And we look forward to uh, doing another episode for you next week. Another surprise episode. Surprise, but you know what, Cynic? We're finding our groove here too, my friend, because right. I think we have a pretty good pretty good understanding of what we have in store for you guys next week. I think we still want to leave it a little bit suspenseful, but um, yeah, I think we're, we're both excited to talk about it. If we go with that, I know whatever we decide... Um, hopefully it'll catch your attention and keep your attention but um i know we're excited so stay tuned yeah, suckers. you're right you're right we're starting to build a little backlog of uh, topics you know so that's cool you know <laughs> all right y'all have a good uh good week stay safe stay safe man wash those hands we'll catch you on the other side suckers peace choose they'll get you